Emerging writers, welcome! We're so glad to have you join us as we continue delving into the science fiction genre this month. My name is Stephanie, and I'm joined by my best friend Kayla and my sister Jordan. Hello! Hi! Today we'll be looking at technology in science fiction and how this genre has influenced our modern world. Yeah, technology is a huge part of science fiction, and handling this futuristic made-up tech that is prevalent in sci-fi takes a lot of thought and depth. And explaining and describing this to an audience in a way that makes sense to them, but is also intriguing, can be a fine balancing point. I feel like that's especially hard with writing because it can get so bogged down in like the info dump sort of thing if you're explaining mm -hmm. your tech and it can get really boring if you're not explaining like the practical applications and you're just going in like describing what all the knobs look like or whatever. I feel like that's one place people really have to be careful when they're writing sci-fi. Yeah, when you write sci-fi, you have to have a pretty clear idea of what it looks like and how it works in your head, but the audience doesn't need that much detail, and oftentimes writers just don't edit it out. I feel like that's a fine thing to include in a first draft, but you need to uh, lessen the info dump, so you're just getting smatterings of information that intrigue the audience to know more instead of wish they knew less. <laughs> I would say that developing your technology in your sci-fi story needs to be handled in the same way as developing like your world, like doing world building and stuff. Mm -hmm. You need to know a whole lot more about it than your audience ever will. And when you start giving them too much of that information, it bogs down your story, it takes people out of it, and it's just unnecessary and like superfluous. I absolutely agree. And it also, in addition to needing to know a lot about it, you have to have that information so that you can make it believable technology to the reader. Mm -hmm. yeah, I feel like there's such a fine line between me knowing that you have tech that does this and then knowing too much. Like there's definitely a, an automatic suspension of disbelief when it comes to sci-fi. Mm -hmm. You don't really have to convince people that this works because it's so far usually out of our realm of things that are possible. We don't have to be convinced. We'll just say, oh, cool. You can do this. Thanks for telling me. Yeah, for sure. There's an automatic suspension of disbelief when people understand when they go into it that they're like, there's going to be things in here that definitely don't exist and they're probably going to be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And the further away that the technology is in your story from like our modern day stuff, I feel like the less you need to really tell us about it, you know, like enough to for us to envision how it works, like what it does and what it's used for. But but I've seen in some places where they're like basically telling us how to build it. I'm like, okay, well, I don't care. <laughs> like, this isn't actually a thing we can do. I don't need a diagram of it. I think you need a little bit more detail when it's based from an alien tech that's entirely foreign from the way our that's system true. works. But if it's just human technology just further advanced, we can make some assumptions about how it got there or what it's based off. But uh, I think with alien tech, there's a little bit more of the world building that you need of like, how is this technology that this culture developed and how does it work? And 
I feel like a lot of times alien technology is designed to work in conjunction with how the alien as a species are made. Mm. Like very often I've noticed that their technology is like functions exclusively with them, like biometrically or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so when you talk about the tech for them, you're also explaining how the alien species is built. Yeah, I feel like that's a good way to do that explaining. So you're getting, you know, the most information in one little chunk that you don't have to later explain in another dump. One type of tech that I find really intriguing is Steven Universe's tech and the way that the crystal gems function on this very gem-based technology and this, like, in innate magical powers but they also have like ships and swords and things i feel like it's just the right amount of world building to where we kind of understand how it gets there but there's a lot of mystery still because the main point of view character is this half human kid born and raised on earth Mm. yeah i feel like depending on who your main character or the narrator or whatever is is where you need to shape what information you give about the technology and how much. Because, like, somebody who works with the machines or is, like, a mechanic or something is going to give more background information into it than just some average punk street kid. (laughs) I don't know why that's what I thought of, but I almost said riffraff street rat. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Copyright. You can't say stuff like that. (sighs) The more I think about it, The sci-fi stories that I find the most compelling are ones that really play on organic material and innate powers, not technology. And so I don't have a lot of good pulls for this. Yeah, it's not my genre of choice, so I don't really have any examples of it. I read a fair amount of YA or dystopian world that has sci-fi roots, and I watch a lot of stuff in the sci-fi world. But uh, a lot of it, the tech isn't what compels me to the story. It's just this added mechanical feature for the plot. You know, like in Star Wars, the force and this magic and control is what I find compelling. And the... Rather than the lightsabers. (laughs) Yes. Okay, the lightsabers are cool, though. (laughs) But it was never what I wanted to watch most on star wars like i liked the alien worlds and this idea of this force and the costumes for the women because i love fashion and costumes but that feels like a very vapid reason to enjoy (laughs) the series (laughs) but yeah the lightsabers are cool but it's just a way to move the plot forward and a way to give them this tool that focuses their power I would say more than like futuristic technology. Uh, I'm really interested in in the more like dystopian future sort of things where the story has characters unearthing ancient technology from before the war or, or whatever mm. buried it. And when that technology is kind of more like steampunky, like it's more advanced than ours is now with like holograms or whatever but much more similar to ours and people are uncovering this ancient knowledge. Those are the sorts of things that I find really interesting as opposed Mm. to like 
I mean, I guess the lightsabers or like tasers or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) You you know, sci-fi famous for tasers. (laughs) Um, I couldn't remember their the name of their like gun things in Star Trek. That (laughs) yeah. You're right, though. Uh, having sci-fi stories where it's more apocalyptic or dystopian and uncovering technology and having tech be this rarity or this like unknown mystery is very compelling, and I enjoy it a whole lot. Uh, She-Ra has the sword from the ancient... What, what's the, the first ones? The first ones, thank mm-hmm. you. And that was really interesting to me. Or even Mad Max where all of the like gasoline and the cars and the all of the resources were so uh, tightly stretched and in such contention for resources that was super fascinating to me like who had access to what yeah I think it's really cool how sci-fi has influenced like our actual technology though because it's people (laughs) using their imaginations to create these devices that seem so far out of our realm that they're beyond like real possibilities and then yet they've influenced so much of our actual technology in the world like cell phones which actually interestingly enough so uh sorry guys I'm the history nerd (laughs) I like history stuff but there's this misconception about cell phones that Star Trek is what inspired it Mm. Um, actually it was this old comic strip called Dick Tracy and he had this like wristwatch that he could use to talk to people with or something like that. And that's actually what inspired cell phones. Yeah. Fun fact. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I really like when sci-fi kind of speaks to the tech that we have now. It's interesting looking at those parallels between the predicted things that have come to pass or not it's had a huge influence on our society as a whole people don't give fiction enough credit i think yeah i mean look at how much we've done in the realm of like robots and ai that was just you know nonsense before but we're having workable models and things that are actually learning and we're getting ready for our apocalypse time of robots (laughs) (laughs) So second fun fact, actually, um, the term or word robot was coined from a play called R.U.R. And it's a like a a Czech writer. I'm not going to try and say his name, though, because I'm going to butcher it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's a 1921 play. That's really interesting that the name was coined by a writer, not a scientist. Mm -hmm. It really shows how influential this stuff can be, like we were saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Wasn't the internet also something that was brought up in fiction before it was really a reality? Yeah, um, I think I think it was Frankenstein that um, inspired someone else's short story. I think it was Arthur Clarke's short story, uh, Playboy, nineteen sixty four, and in that play or short story there were there was like a telephone system that connected together to make a network that eventually became sentient oh (laughs) hmm 
And uh, it inspired uh, Tim Berners-Lee to create the World Wide Web. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> it's so interesting what people can do with just an abstract idea. Right? I feel yeah. like the internet is far different from sentient connected telephone <laughs> networks, but you know, wh whatever it takes to get us there, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Credit cards were actually also inspired by science fiction. Fun fun fact three, four. <laughs> fun fact five thousand. I'm 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 so full of fun facts today. You guys can cut me off at any time. Should have a segment of this. <laughs> Uh, when did they get used? There was a story by Edward Bellamy in 1888 called Looking Backward. And he predicted that in the 2000s, we would start using these like credit card type things um, instead of cash. And there'd be like just these credit systems. And it was actually like creepy, accurate to, to how it actually is now. I apparently. smell a time traveler. <laughs> the truth comes out but anyway yeah so it's it's had a major influence on a lot of different aspects that people don't really think about but it's inspired a lot of different people to to try to do things that we might have otherwise not have thought of or would have thought was impossible I think it's fascinating with how advanced our current technology is, how much further people can push it now in fiction and have it within the realm of believability as long as it's well-written and explained. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I feel like we're capable of some really remarkable things that growing up I would not have imagined in the next 20 years. And it makes it even easier to push the envelope, even easier to push the envelope with sci-fi. Yeah. I, for one, am looking forward to when we can get teleportation going, although I'm a little bit nervous about those testing periods so to start out. So it's not going to be me. I'm my kidney on the ground somewhere. Right. <laughs> I really don't want to be put together wrong. Right. <laughs> that just reminds me of the uh, teleportation spells in Harry Potter. And yeah. Splinching. Splinching. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad that that's pretty like realistic and there's consequences. So like, don't do this if you're drunk or if you're too tired or if you're young. Don't do it. It's dangerous. I like how they're like, we're just going to teach a bunch of 17 year olds how to teleport themselves. And if they don't do it right, their arm might be missing. Smart. <laughs> Very smart. When is that in our future with technology? <laughs> when we get magic. It's way too close. It's going to be when... When the three of us are old, grumpy people, and we're like, I don't trust it. <laughs> you won't catch me dead in one of those things. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just really awesome how greatly science fiction has impacted the world at large and a lot of our advancements in general. To me, it just shows the importance of like having that creative outlet to just let your mind run wild and to not hold back or worry that your ideas sound silly or mm -hmm. too far-fetched you know yeah you, you never know who they might inspire True. so you just need to tell your story and let it get to the people it needs to get to and then maybe someday we'll need to worry more about the world wide web becoming sentient <laughs> yeah that's gonna be a fun time <laughs> well i guess we'll pass the question on uh what's the most interesting or crazy sounding tech idea that you've read about in fiction 
Let us know on our Facebook group, Writers Emerging, or follow us on Tumblr, Instagram, and Twitter. Links in the description. We look forward to seeing you guys next week as we chat about dystopias.